Welcome to the Silver Screen Podcast. I'm Jared Boomer. And I'm Katie Ganey-West. This is a podcast about movies and pop culture. Today, we're reviewing the next film in the Rocky slash Creed franchise, Creed 3, starring Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, and Tessa Thompson. Back again for this one. Jonathan Majors, obviously the new addition to this uh, Creed franchise. Sylvester Stallone is out. He's not in this one. So uh, I'm sure we'll have something to say about that as well. But excited to talk about Creed 3. The first movie that in a while that I mm-hmm. think we've gone and seen at the actual movie theater. Um, a lot of these recently, we've been doing Best Picture nominees. A lot of them yeah. have been streaming. Woman Talking, I saw in a theater. That yeah, might have been the last thing. Yeah, and I went and saw Ant-Man, Quantum. You did, yeah. So. so I've seen a couple, but you're right. I mean, certainly out of like Best Picture season, mm-hmm. Oscar time, it's been watching a lot of them at home. Yeah, now we're back to blockbusters. So uh, no news on this episode because we're recording this the same day we did the Fablemans. No corrections, but we are going to do our recommendations yes. on this episode. I have one recommend. Um, this is on Apple TV+. Plus. In fact, this this might have won Best uh, Animated Short at the Oscars. I don't know. We're recording oh. this before the Oscars, but you'll hear it after the Oscars. Um, but I watched The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. Oh, okay. I saw it. On yep. Apple TV. Uh, yeah. It's like... Like 35 minutes it's based on the children's book of the same name it's beautifully animated it looks stunning if you've got kids this is a perfectly fine watch with even you know real little children i think will enjoy this so um and it's only 30 minutes too so if you want to check it out it's a very simple story but it's just a story mm-hmm. of a boy who first meets a mole and then he meets a fox and then he meets a horse and then they just go on this adventure together so that was cute so we have a local theater here um they are amazing they have an oscar party every year and then they try to show as many oscar nominated films shorts documentaries everything so we went to go see the animated shorts that's what i could see this year so i saw all five i liked that one but that one was like the third one we saw and by then i was kind of like wow this is a long time to watch like Shorts. animated shorts yeah. yeah and it um i liked it i could definitely see it winning so who knows it might have won by the time you all hear this episode but there was one i liked better i can't remember what it was called but there was one i liked better there's so we'll one see. about um because i was looking them up today yeah there's one about a, a boy and his father and they're like ice they do something with ice yeah yep. that one was good that wasn't okay. my favorite but um a couple of people went with us and they liked that one yeah Okay. Yeah, there was like there's five obviously that's nominated. One is not available to stream, so I wasn't able to watch that one. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to watch the other three before the Oscars on okay. Sunday when the we record this. The one so. that has kind of an inappropriate title yeah. is insane. Okay. Uh, Good to if know. That, it was it was it wasn't insane. It was pretty enjoyable to watch. Uh, I laughed out loud, but I was kind of like, what does this say about us as a nation that the submission we give for the year is called that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's what America contributed. It was just kind of like, hmm. Okay. Yeah. So definitely that's my not my favorite though. of the five. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, that's it. So just just uh, check out the Oscar shorts if you want to. A lot of them are on YouTube, Netflix, Apple. I mean, the, all the streaming services basically have them covered. So yeah. Um, well, I have two recommendations. I have a book called The Writing Retreat by Julia Bartz. It is a book of the month pick. Um, I got it. I, listen, one of these days, <laughs> someone's going to hear this and be like, can we pay you guys to, you know, anyway, yeah, to do a sponsorship. It was yep. the reason I'm, I'm so shocked. This was a debut book um, by someone. She's actually a now I could be saying this wrong. Psychiatrist. She's a practicing either psychiatrist, psychologist. She's one of them. Um, 
but this is her first book and it was really intriguing. I'm not saying there weren't issues with the book, but uh, basically this woman like idolizes an author and she wins a contest to go to this month long writing retreat. So she gets to live with this author that she reveres and write a book in a month. Um, but things get haywire. And let me just say, there's some murders and it gets wild. So <laughs> it was great, though. It was truly spooky, too. And the descriptions were great where I felt like, oh, man, I can envision this creepy mansion. I can see these people getting murdered. There's like a ghost element. It was really good. Um, it's again, a cool that's premise. The, yeah, it, it yeah. was. And uh, it's called The Writing Retreat by Julia Bartz. And I couldn't help myself, Jared. I watched The Murdoch Murders, A Southern Scandal on Netflix. Um, I don't I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but I definitely talked about it with colleagues at work. I don't remember this happening, um, this murder. It I don't was either. During, it was like pandemic time or like right before. But I, I just don't even remember hearing about this. This could have been because the world was already so depressing. It could have been because there was so much other news coming out. But, you know, I didn't even know this guy. And then now it's all over the news because he's been convicted and everything. Um, what a horrible family, though. I mean, wow. It is like every single person is is or was tied to something horrible. Um, anyway, fascinating docuseries on Netflix. It's a three-part series, and all the episodes are like about 50 minutes. But I watched it all in one night, couldn't help myself, um, and now I feel caught up on the scandal. So there you go. There we are. That's our recommends. So we'll move into our review today of Creed 3, released on March 3rd of 2023, rated PG-13 for some strong language, intense sports action, and violence. And it's an hour and 56 minutes. IMDb is a 7.4 out of 10. Critics, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Box office-wise, it's done very well, which is great. Uh, $62 mm-hmm. million dollars domestically, $105 million worldwide. It's been out less than a week in when we're recording this. So those numbers are definitely going to go up. But that's good to see. You know, it's it's obviously part of a franchise, but it's not like a superhero movie or Avatar or something like that. So for it to do well at the box office with two stars who I would say are, you know, pretty big stars, but not maybe A-list, A-list stars. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's good. So it's good that Creed 3 did well. Agreed. Uh, I know. I was looking at the money last night and I was like, wow, mm-hmm. that's a ton of money for one weekend. <laughs> wow. So the synopsis for this one is Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life. But when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, his name's Damien. He's played by Jonathan Majors. Mm -hmm. Face off is more than just a fight. Don't get it wrong. There is a fight. There is definitely a fight. But there's more. Several of them. Yes, there is. I mean, it is a boxing movie, so definitely expect that. This movie is directed by Michael B. Jordan in his first ever directorial project. He has starred in many films, and he's produced many films, including Creed II, Just Mercy, Fahrenheit 451, and Creed Three. Next up, he is producing five other projects, including Rainbow Six, The Thomas Crown Affair Project, and The Broken Earth. Do we really need another thing about the Thomas Crown affair? You know, I don't think we do. Um, okay. But unfortunately, if Michael B. Jordan's in it, I'm probably going to watch it. So yeah, if he's got yeah. a hand in it. So yeah. and I'm sure he he will be acting in some more projects as well. So we'll take a quick break on the show. We'll come back. We'll talk about the cast and our likes and dislikes for Creed 3. 
And we're back here on the show talking about Creed 3, the latest in the Creed slash Rocky cinematic universe. Starring in the lead role of Adonis Creed is Michael B. Jordan. Jared, if you, um, what I need you to do now is just lay on the crush alert, just fall asleep on it for a second. I'll wait. so much, Jared. Um, for those of you who are new to the program, a crush alert is when I am obsessed with someone. Um, Jared often, no, Jared doesn't often. It's seldom Jared Sometimes has I a crush, crush a lot. Yeah. Sometimes, but like I'm a psycho about it. So anyway, <laughs> but Michael B. Jordan is one of my top, top, top men. I love him so much and I don't want any hate, but I do not have a crush alert for Jonathan Majors. He just doesn't do it for me. But am I amazed by the muscles? Yes. I have a whole bullet point in my like section devoted to the muscles. Okay. But let's move on with the cast. Michael B. Jordan, he plays Adonis Creed. Um, he was born in Santa Ana, interesting, but raised in New Jersey. He is best known for Black Panther, Fruitvale Station, Creed, Creed 2, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Just Mercy. He already has four upcoming projects. We've listed a few that he's producing including Rainbow Six, Wrong Answer, and Thomas Crown Affair Project. And he's 36 years old, for those who want to know. I immediately wanted to double-check the ages of these men. It coincides with the muscles. So anyway, we'll bring that up later. Next up, we have Jonathan Majors. Again, no hate. He's an attractive man. He just doesn't do it for me in the same way. He plays Damian Anderson. This man stars on the rise, y'all. I don't think this is news to anybody, but you're going to see him in everything, basically, from this point forward. He is also originally from California, and he got his master's from a little school called Yale School of Drama. So if you're wondering if he has the acting chops, yes, he sure does. Um, You can see him in Lovecraft Country, White Boy Rick, when We Rise, Devotion, Defive Bloods, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which is out now. Next up, you can see him in Da Understudy, 48 Hours in Vegas, Avengers Secret Wars, and Avengers Kang Dynasty. And he is 33 years old. Again, muscles. We'll talk about it. I watched, um, Devo- well, I started watching Devotion with him and Glenn Powell. Love them and- both. It just was not doing it for me. Turn it off about 30 Bummer. minutes through. It's, Bummer. you know, you go in expecting Top Gun and it is, yeah. it is I not mean, Top Gun. It is way slower. Uh, your dads, your grandpas, your mm-hmm. uncles probably will love this movie. But for me, I needed just a little bit, a little bit more to happen. So, okay. Did not finish it. Fair. But first 45 minutes that I watched were good, but they're flying some real old planes and they're going really yeah. slow. So, From what I yeah. hear, it's a beautiful story. Like it's a really cool, true story about like yeah. interna- interracial yep. friendship. Um, but, yep, yeah. and that was obviously something that did not happen very often back no. then. So mm-hmm. that was that is yeah. The story is cool, and the fact yeah. that it's a true story, but it just didn't didn't hold my interest for whatever reason. So fair. And then lastly, we have Tessa Thompson, also considered a crush alert, but I'm just going to move past it because Michael B. gets all of my heart for this one. She plays Bianca Creed. She is also from California. What's with these people? Um, she is best known for Dear White People, Thor Ragnarok, Thor Love and Thunder, Annihilation, Creed, and Creed 2. She doesn't have any upcoming projects listed yet, but you'll see her again. She definitely stays busy, um, and she was great in this role. And this movie is also starring some big names, including including Felicia Rashad, Myla Davis-Kent, Salinas Levia, which she was in Orange is the New Black, and okay. Jose Benavidez. And then um, Myla Davis-Kent is who plays the daughter. I was thoroughly impressed with her, so I wanted to call that out. 
Okay, let's get into our likes for this movie. First like, this is coming in under two hours, which Woo! is great for a Give Creed movie. A Creed movie does not need to be two and a half hours, three does hours. No. Nope. And that's that's obviously not the most important like. And we talk about time a lot on this this show in terms of movie length, but I thought in terms of this movie, this is the perfect length for this movie. We got in, we got out under two hours, we introduced some new characters and we got a resolution and we moved on. So totally. They kept it moving. The pacing was good. The story was good. I cared about what was happening. There were some highs. There were some lows. It was, but it was all done, I think, in an appropriate amount of time. So we want to recognize that. Yeah. And props to Michael B. Jordan as well, because he was obviously yes. the one that was in charge of everything on this one. So good job on him by keeping that that pace pretty tight. Um, another like for me is I thought Jonathan Majors did a great job in this movie as Damien. Uh, I thought yes. he played the villain role re- very well. It was very believable that these two were friends when they were growing up. And then, um, I don't know, he just acts it very kind of understated. But I, and it kind of builds as the movie goes on. He gets more and more intense, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he just played that really well. Obviously, I've seen him in a couple things now. Like you said, I definitely agree with you. I think his star is on the rise. And obviously, yeah. he's going to be in the next phase of these Marvel movies as a villain. So uh, we're going to see him in a lot. But I just thought he acted this really well, especially being the new addition to the the franchise in terms of the mm-hmm. one that was kind of coming in here cold. I thought he he definitely held his own. So, yes, I totally agree with you. I was very impressed with his performance, and I especially liked all of the mannerisms he brought to the character that he also brought into how he fought. Mm-hmm. You can tell, like, the character of Damien had a very different fighting style than Adonis, um, but both were beautiful. I mean, both I I never want to box. Um, it's too much for me, but I do uh, respect there's a lot of elements of like ballet and footwork like that and stuff in boxing um so that's interesting to watch but i thought he did a great job of being consistent with his character and i liked the choices he made for his character um and another thing that kind of coincides with you talking about the friendship thing i really liked how the movie started i liked that it was like los angeles in the early 90s um and they were kind of in like a questionable club. You d- I, you didn't know what was going to happen at first. Like, I wasn't sure if they were going to a fight. I wasn't sure if they were going to gamble. I wasn't sure if it was like a strip club they were just trying to get into. Um, but I really liked how the movie opened. Um, so within the first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, Michael B., I feel like his directing style, I'm already into it. Yeah, another like for me was the boxing styles that you mentioned. So mm. like Adonis is very more like a I don't know, like a pristine fighter Graceful. or a technical fighter. Yeah, yep. yep. And then Damien is way more of just like a heavy hitter, just like throwing wide punches yep. left and right. Um, and I thought that that was really well done in terms of the fight choreography, in terms of them, like you said, both being very different in terms of how they fought. So I mm-hmm. really liked that. Uh, another like was that in a Creed movie, I think you need to have a fight or an action sequence of some sort every about 20 minutes. 30 minutes and this movie did that very well obviously leading up to the big final fight which i'll talk about in a second but um i think that this did a good job of pacing like you said again like there's a fight at the beginning of the movie then there's a another fight with michael b jordan when he's uh you know an adult then there's a training thing then there you know there's stuff throughout the movie to keep you it's not just all building up to the the final fight and that's the only fight in the movie so 
Yes. Um, another thing I liked about it was the daughter. I mm-hmm. was so impressed. I was impressed with her acting. And I couldn't remember. I've seen the other Creed movies, but I couldn't remember everything about hearing like how much um, that affected Bianca's life and stuff. Like I just kind of forgot about those things. Um, but for everyone who doesn't know, their daughter um, is deaf and the, a person who is deaf in this film. And the actress, Mila, was fantastic. And I thought that they handled everything beautifully. Like I loved how much they signed, used American Sign Language, um, that it was easy to understand. But the patience that they had and the patience everybody else had who came to their home and who met their daughter and who interacted with them, I thought that was beautiful. And I'm really happy. There's obviously different uh, abled people throughout our entire world. Um, and all of those things are are beautiful and different and interesting. But I appreciate that we're putting more people who are deaf in films because they shouldn't be discounted just because of that. They can still act with the best of them um, and everything else. And there's definitely ways to overcome not being able to to use you know English and having to use sign language, American Sign Language. But she did a fantastic job. Yeah, she was great. So, and I actually just, The Last of Us this season on HBO had an episode where they had a kid that was deaf and he's deaf in real life as well. So that was, that was again, another representation thing, which was cool. I thought representation in terms of, of a whole was really good for this movie. I mean, you have three people of color that are in the lead roles. You have yep. one of the, one of the fighters, a woman is his, you find out it's his mother, but is his trainer coach, yep. which is, you know, breaking norms there the so daughter is interested in fighting yep. yeah and he treats so. her like he would as you know like i would mm-hmm. i'll teach you about fighting yeah yep so that was very well done throughout the whole movie um soundtrack was great as well a lot of rap music a lot of hip-hop that's mm-hmm. obviously going to fit a creed movie very well it was it was uh, perfect though yeah the musical choices were great i thought for exactly what they where they what scenes they were put in a lot of orchestral music during the fighting sequences, especially during the mm-hmm. final fight. So that was very well done as well. Um, another like is you you wrote this down, but you said it's what you expect it to be, but it's done well and just darn entertaining. Yes. I would agree. Yes, <laughs> I will. Yeah, that was this will come up more in dislikes. Um, basically, exactly what I expected to happen happened. Almost start to finish. Like I saw things happening, you know, long before, you know. I saw things coming from the half a mile um, away. On a some mile things. away. Yeah. I, yeah. But it was so entertaining. It was a lot like Top Gun Maverick. Like Top Gun Maverick, I didn't know what was, you know, that was a little more complex with like the mission and stuff. But it was, it just surprised me by some movies, like especially movies where things are just blowing up and people are getting shot. I really could care less. Movies about boxing, I don't care about boxing, but I was interested. I wanted to know how this worked. I liked seeing how they train. Um, I found that to be fascinating. So it was definitely entertaining from start to finish. It gave me exactly what I wanted, plus the muscles. <laughs> the muscles. Uh, I was another like for me was the final fight. I thought that was cool. Obviously, it's building up to this moment between uh, Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan fighting in the ring at Dodger Stadium. I thought that was very well done. I like how one round of the fight was like they took the crowd away and they were up against like the jail cell, which was obviously a big storyline throughout the movie um, because Damien's character is in jail for so long. So thought that was cool. Differing it up a little bit during that final fight sequence. Another thing with the Creed movies, and obviously Ryan Coogler started this mm-hmm. with the first one, but Je- Michael B. Jordan has continued it, 
is the camera work inside the actual boxing ring. Having the camera inside the ring just adds a lot more oh, yeah. credibility to it, a lot more drama. The fact that you're right there with them. And obviously they use creative editing to kind of mix shots inside and outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of cool sequences in this movie where the camera person is, you know, somebody will throw a punch and then the camera person will like run behind them to get the other one. So just the, the choreography was just really well done. And the cinematography I thought was great too. So, yeah, good point, Jared. That was a good call out because I I didn't realize that at the time, but that was something I liked so much was that the fighting that the camera is inside the ring because it feels like it's happening to you. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think my last thing I so the muscles. So why I keep coming back to this? It does make me hot. Okay. Like yeah, I'm I'm sweating just thinking about it, but. I really did want to call this out because I appreciate so much the work that goes into looking like that. Um, and the reason I mentioned their ages was these are not 22 year olds. These are men in their thirties, like mid thirties, my age actually. Um, and they look so good. And Jonathan majors, I thought it was interesting too. both of them different. They have different physiques, which oh, obviously, definitely. Yeah. obviously I'm objectifying them and I was staring at their bodies a lot. But I was I think that's also fascinating. Like, it's interesting to see who had bigger biceps versus their chest muscles versus who had a leaner torso. You know, it was just fascinating. But I I am amazed, not from a sexual standpoint. I am so impressed with, like, being in that physical shape, how they were lifting tires, doing some of those pull ups, some of the stuff they were doing. I was like, how does a human body? And I know women are amazing. They give birth. But I'm just. I'm amazed at a lot of the athleticism that people have, especially when they're an actor. You're supposed to be pretty, whatever. That's part of the deal. But being able to dedicate yourself so much to that role to look like that, I greatly admire it. And the work paid off. And although Michael B., I mean, wow, like I would I love him so much. But I was equally as impressed with Jonathan Majors and his physique and and what he did for that. So great job. Ten 10 out of 10 for the muscles in this film. And when they were sweaty, oof. Whew. Yeah, there's a there's a scene in this where Jonathan Majors is doing push-ups. It does a push-up and like claps in between. And then yeah, he I, makes it look like the most effortless thing he's ever. He's just breathing. Like he's just yeah, having a sip of it, water. And I'm like, if I did that, I would, I would be on I'd the ground. I'd break my nose. But, yeah. I'd fall forward and break my nose. <laughs> I'm just, wow. I Man, so impressive. Uh, another like I had was the training sequence. I thought the training, there's one mm-hmm. in every movie, obviously the one in this movie is really good. I liked the final part of the training sequence where Michael B. Jordan is running up the hill and is at the top where the Hollywood sign is. I thought that was an homage to Rocky running up the you know steps in Philadelphia yes. in the first one. So liked how that tied together. Um, but yeah, I think overall, this is just a really solid movie, very entertaining, mm-hmm. very enjoyable to watch, um, and a nice addition to the franchise. So yes. do you have any other likes before we move on to dislikes? I mean, I mentioned the muscles, but I just feel like mm-hmm. I should do it one more time. So the muscles. There we go. Really think think about the muscles. Yeah. Mm. That was Katie's favorite part. So maybe not your favorite part, but one of your favorite parts. Top so. three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on to dislikes. First dislike, we talked about it in the likes. This movie is very predictable. I mean, you could very, see... With a capital P, <laughs> predictable. Like, spoiler alert, but when the mom is going to die... I mean, I, like, I thought that... Saw the that coming they, from so far away. The minute they were talking about, like, Ma, should you be drinking? I was like, she's dying today. She had another seizure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Not like, today, but I was like, oh, during this film, she will die. 
Yeah. Yeah. She is going to pass away. Yeah. So, and I actually, that was another dislike because I thought that that scene was uh-huh. very rushed in terms of like her actual death. It was like, boom, yeah. she's dead. Here's the funeral. And then, but I, <laughs> I did, I did like though, um, <laughs> This is the part after that where Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson are kind of talking about it. I thought yes, that was that, that was, was really well done. Also, but the actual like funeral part just kind of came up out of nowhere. Like mom's in a, about to die, and then like there's like a thirty second scene, and then she's dead, and then you know we're on to the next thing. And so. not to be insensitive, but since I already laughed, so we talked about the funeral. Tessa Thompson's head, like it was a hat or whatever that she wore, was amazing in that scene. I was like, can we just pan to the hat for like ten seconds so I can stare at this, please? It just whizzed yeah. past. How am I supposed to notice the fashion choices at the funeral if I don't get a couple seconds to look? Uh, another dislike I had was I thought the storyline with Damien and like the friend of Damien that Michael B. Jordan, that Adonis oh, also knew yeah. was kind of just wonky choppy in terms of how they were explaining that. Like he tells that to Tessa Thompson's character and then Michael B. Jordan finds it out eventually too, that like they both knew this bad dude um, and that Damien was actually like still doing stuff with him many years later. Mm-hmm. But I felt like they didn't either set that up well enough or explain it. I was kind of lost during that. I was like, now why do I care about, this guy again like what is you know what does he have to do with this so and you never see him like in the movie so it's just like through pictures and flashbacks and things so i thought that was that was that little part of the story was just kind of confusing to me yes i i think that that was also a bit confusing i didn't dwell on it very much but i Mm -hmm. totally agree with your sentiments there um for me, I did think this was one of those movies. I th- I think it could stand alone, but I do think there's a lot of callbacks to previous Creed movies and also the Rocky movies. And I think if you don't have that context, there's a lot you'd miss in this film. And I don't think that's always good. I think you could see this and be perfectly fine. Um, but, you know, you wouldn't have the history like when he's having the conversation with his dying mother about Apollo you know, a lot of that wouldn't make sense if you didn't know the backstory of of what happened to Apollo and how he came to be a famous fighter and all this stuff. So I I give that a little bit of a ding. I think there were quite a bit of uh, because like Top Gun Maverick, since I mentioned that earlier, that did a good job of calling back mm-hmm. to Top Gun, even if it just showed a brief sequence um, so that we kind of would get to know like Goose and stuff. But I think this movie could have been served a little better if they did something like that. I think there was just some some backstory missing a little bit. I would I would agree with you. Like the daughter, I couldn't remember if they had the kid in Creed 2 or not because I didn't Same. watch that before this one. I was like, Ish, did they have a yeah. child in Creed 2? I couldn't remember. So yeah. uh, just some stuff like that or some things in the script to kind of like, you know, just tell, you know, tell you as the audience some backstory so and that character's name that i can remember was uh leon that's who like damien is still kind of was in prison with you know they attack uh donnie adonis's character attacks leon in that fight scene but i feel like that happened so fast that um you just don't really you can't process it a ton as as an audience member before that becomes a big story point um another dislike that you had that yes. I actually liked because I mentioned I know. the likes. When you, is, I thought it was interesting you mentioned it. Uh, the final scene when they just like take the audience out and they're just fighting one-on-one there yeah. in that big stadium. So you didn't, didn't like that. 
I didn't dislike all of it. I thought it was fine that they took the sound and stuff away for a little bit. When they did like a jail cell and stuff, I was kind of like, eh, this is a little bit like dramatic in a way I don't need it mm-hmm. to be. Um, and I felt like the silence went on too long because I I personally like, um, you know, like Babylon, how we said that first 40 minutes is so chaotic and so stressful that you're like, I, I feel like I just did coke and I like, yeah. you know, you just, you feel like in it. Um, and I felt like that scene when everything got quiet and stuff, it was cool to watch them fight. It was a neat like film element, but I thought it, it calmed me down where I was like, Ooh, I don't want to be calm now. Like I want to be stressed. I want to be in this. I want to feel like I'm fighting for my life here. So I didn't love that quite as much. It mainly, I didn't want it to go on as long as it did. Yeah, I, I can understand that for sure. So I have one other dislike and then one sure. thing to ask you about before we move on to our Yes, grades. and then I had so, one thing that I forgot okay. to mention, so besides uh, the muscles. One dislike I had is another spoiler. I don't know if I loved that Creed won this fight. Um, <gasps> I th- How dare you? How just, dare you? I, th- I, I don't know. I think How would the, it be predictable he, with a capital P then? That's true. I mean, he doesn't win in the first one. So you're kind of like, okay, he goes through all mm-hmm, this training, goes mm-hmm. through all this stuff, and he does not win. He wins in the second one. Um, and then obviously wins here in the third one. But I thought the storyline was kind of like, he's kind of like, I'm older now. I don't know if I want to fight anymore. I own yeah. this this boxing academy. Then he gets back in the ring and he wins. And I'm like, okay, well, now we're going to have like a Creed four where he wins again. I mean, like, how many of these do you no. want to do, Michael B. Jordan? I just kind of thought, you have Jonathan Majors win. Maybe he takes over in the you know lead for the franchise but he's not a good guy i don't know what you do in that situation but i just thought okay they they just kind of made him win so i hope they don't continue that was a fear of mine as well because Mm -hmm. i do think we've played it as long as we can play it it's over um because i was worried when he was training his daughter that now they're going to come back and his daughter is going to be fighting which is cool but we don't need it i don't know um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I think you make a good point. Why didn't Damien win? But I feel like Damien is supposed to be the villain, so he shouldn't win. Um, and also like yeah. the whole, I think it's neat that Creed was like, I thought I was retired, but I still got it. Um, but I, Tom I think Brady-esque, that's a fair, yeah. yeah, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a fair <laughs> argument. That's a fair question from you. Um, the only thing I hadn't mentioned, uh, just was that I, I really like, uh, Wood Harris who plays Duke. Um, he was in Remember the Titans. Every time I see him, I'm just like taken back to 2000. I was beyond obsessed with Remember the Titans. I don't even know how many times I've watched that movie. That's probably a most watched movie of my life, like in the top 20. Um, it was so good, but I remember him playing Julius in that movie. And I just was like, oh man, Remember the Titans. So anyway, but I thought he was really good at that character too, being the trainer and kind of like the voice of reason. Yeah, he tries to calm some characters down in the movie for sure, which uh yeah, we didn't really talk about his role, but he did do a good job in this in this film for sure. So, my only other thought before we move on to our grades, our scores, yes. how do you feel about Sylvester Stallone not being in this one? I'm fine oh. with it. I kind of liked the standalone story yeah. of these two without without Sly in there. I'm fine with it. I think I was more fine with it because I have not watched the first or second one in so long of the creeds that I kind of didn't care. I I couldn't Mm -hmm. have told you, hey, yeah, he was in those or no, he wasn't. Um, I didn't care that he wasn't there at all. Um, And you know what? We all know he plays Rocky. Like he's already revered for that role. 
he's still alive. He yeah, still has there's money been some, coming out his ear, so he's fine. There's been some hate I've seen that he's not in this one, and he's really? also he's also said he like will never watch this because he's not in it. So are you joking? If that's even true, <laughs> we don't know if that's true. If that's true, uh, a get over yourself, okay? Get over yourself. Um, secondly, didn't he produce it though? Because I saw his name. Yes, and he I did rem- produce it. Yeah, yes. so I'm just kind of like, well, weird that you produced it, but you're like, I'm not going to watch it, and I don't support this if I'm not in it. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know what um, to believe, Jared. Let's see here. I'm looking at this article right now. Um, yes, he said he would not watch it. Uh, he's doing an interview on satellite radio, and he said, quote, that he had a rough emotional ride and choosing to cut ties with the franchise and that he refuses to support any new Creed movies as long as producer Irving Winkler is involved. He said, quote, you can't make peace with someone who's been so, so nefarious, in my opinion. But he did say if he wanted to work, you know, if Michael B. Jordan wants to collaborate with him on another project, he would if that producer ever left the franchise. So, whoa, ooh, that sounds like a Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez drama situation going on there. Except yeah. maybe it's a real one, not a made-up one, so that women are hating on each other. <laughs> Just a hot okay. take. Oh, and for those who might not know what we're talking about, that was the other episode we recorded on the same day, uh, the Fablemans episode. We talk about the some of the drama in the news right now. Yes. Well, uh, I guess we can give our scores yes. for this movie. Creed 3, what are you going to give it? I'm giving this a 90. I really enjoyed okay. this film. Oh, are you shocked? No, I'm not shocked. I think that's a good score. Okay. I couldn't tell. I couldn't see your face <laughs> when I gave it. Okay. I really enjoyed this. Um, I, definitely, for me, entertainment-wise, rewatchability, hot men with muscles, like, it's a 90. Um, it's, I didn't, I mean, it was predictable, but that didn't really upset me. Like, I kind of, I expect, I expect predictable out of this, Fast and the Furious, a lot of Marvel stuff, I expect, I'm like, this is what I'm going to get. Any Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal movie where things blow up, I mean, you know how it's going to go. <laughs> like, did you get the certain... trailer for the new I one did. when you saw this? Or I was like, like the army? Jake, yeah. you're better than this. You are a better actor than this. Why do you keep doing, especially when all the Swifties are coming for him? I'm just like, Jake, do something better. Go be better. Anyway, man, I'm getting riled up. I probably need to drink some water and sit down. Um, Go back to your corner. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to give it a 90. Um, And also, like, I'd give it a 90 for the muscles alone. So great job. And I thought, Michael, I will say I am very impressed with Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Super impressed. Yeah, I thought he did great. So, um, and that new Jake Gyllenhaal movie is called The Covenant. (laughs) And we'll be out next month. So we will not by, be reviewing that on the podcast. I'm going to speak for both of us right now. Directed by not. Guy Ritchie. Maybe I'll go not. see it. I don't know. I might use my AMC stubs. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you go see it. Do it for the both of us. It seems very predictable. I'm not though. doing uh, it. I will not. It's like okay. Avatar. Under- you can't make understandable. Me. Understandable. I'm going to go just a little bit lower than you, but not much. I'm going to give this an 86 out of 100. Oh, so a great score. Still very solid. I think it knocks down a little bit because it was so predictable. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm knocking it down. But other than that, like you said, like you're going in, you're expecting a certain type of movie, and you get that type of movie. And there's you something do. to be said for that, that you can just have a nice, enjoyable time at the movies and be in and out in two hours and see some cool fight sequences and also some heartwarming story moments as well. Beautiful. So, Beautiful. so yeah, knocked it down for the predictability and then that that one plot thing that I didn't totally understand that I thought mm-hmm. was kind of rushed. So 
Okay, well, that's our thoughts on Creed 3 in theaters right now. You can follow the show on social media at Podcast Silver on Twitter and Instagram. Search Silver Screen Podcast on Facebook. Follow our letterbox profiles in the description of the show notes and whatever podcast app you're listening in. And then in our next episode, we will be recapping the Academy Awards. What happened? Did something big happen? Maybe it did. Maybe you're like, are they going to talk about it? Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) I don't know. Did someone get slapped? Did they call the wrong name? Did anything we want to win, win? Did Jimmy Kimmel lose a finger? Who knows? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Did somebody get a paper cut on the envelope and then gush I'm blood s- on stage? Oh, I'm Hopefully so not. excited. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be our next episode, uh, recapping the 2023 Academy Awards. Until next time, we'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> <laughs>